From the world of sports to the world of pop culture and beyond, it's Step 1, Learn Sports. Now, your hosts, Brittany Wench and Avery Harder. This is Step 1, Learn Sports. I'm Brittany. I'm Avery. We got producer Arby in the house as always, Rhett Bryan of Titans Radio. We are, as always, bridging the gap between pop culture and sports. We're talking about sports and players and coaches in a way that you can follow along and hopefully grasp some information, um, enough that you can jump into any conversation and feel confident enough to hold your own. We're talking about Taylor today, so yeah, you'll be able to hold your own after I dive into that for you. Big week. We had a big couple weeks in sports, in the music industry. Avery's going to be kicking us off with your 60-second skinny. We had a record breaking NFL draft here in Nashville this past weekend. What is everyone talking about? That's coming up. If you haven't heard already from her socials, as Avery just said, Taylor Swift was here. She was in Nashville on Thursday, first day of the draft. Avery got to meet her in case you didn't see her socials. We're talking all about it, telling you everything. The first ever coming to you live, first ever Taylor Swift collaboration draft. We know she's coming out with an album. We're going to tell you who we want to hear who we think are going to be the first round draft picks on Taylor's collab album. That's coming up this episode. We also have no dumb questions. We always save time because there is no such thing as a dumb question. We got Kyler Murray was the first pick in this year's NFL draft drafted by the Arizona Cardinals. And that makes him the first player to ever be drafted in the first round of the NFL and also the MLB. Another irony about that is that Kyler Murray was the quarterback um, at the University of Oklahoma. Last year's first overall draft pick was also the quarterback from the University of Oklahoma, Baker Mayfield. The only other time that this has happened in history where it was one school back-to-back, it was a different position. It's never been the same position, mm-hmm. but it was back in the 60s. There was a player by the name of Ron Yeri, and O.J. Simpson was the one right after that. Go Kardashians. Clemson Tigers head football coach Dabo Sweeney earns a record-breaking contract renewal amounting to $93 million over 10 years, and that makes him the highest-paid college coach no matter what sport we're talking about. Every single time we record one of these, somebody is getting an insane amount of money in the millions of dollars. One year will be on the list. Nashville breaks records for hosting the NFL draft, bringing in over 600,000 people over the three-day event. And to paint a picture, this is on one street and five blocks of a street. I mean, we know how to throw a party. It's one thing. President Donald Trump hosted the Baylor Lady Bears women's basketball team after winning the NCAA championship, and he continued their tradition of feeding them fast food. He broke out the McDonald's for the national champions. Uh, As long as there was sugar-free vanilla iced coffee with extra vanilla, I'm okay with the (laughs) McDonald's thing. Dwayne Wade retires after 16 years in the NBA. His last game in Miami was filled with celebrities including Chrissy Teigen and John Legend and their baby. If if you have not looked up this baby on Instagram, it is Dwayne Wade in small child form. And Chrissy Teigen and John Legend watched uh, the baby Oh, babysat, I guess you could say. During the game, During the yeah. game. And it was the funniest thing. He's got these, uh, she has these little um, headphones on to cancel out the noise. And the little cheeks are squished. It's so cute. You have to look it up. Gosh. Taylor Swift surprises fans in Nashville and showed up to be interviewed by Robin Roberts in the first hour of ABC's coverage of the NFL draft. And that's where she announced the name of her new song that came out this past Friday called Me, featuring Brandon Urie of Panic at the Disco. And... 
she tore this town up all day. And I don't know if it was planned that, I don't know if it was like already like a, a connection that she decided after she found out that Robin Roberts was going to be there or if they put Robin Roberts there, but she was what Taylor said was one of the first interviews that Taylor ever did was with Robin Roberts on Good Morning Yeah, America. back when she was 14 and Taylor almost exclusively does interviews with ABC, so she'll do like Good Morning America, but won't do the Today Show. This Just ep- out of her contract. This episode is all about draft. It's about Taylor. It's about the NFL draft. We are broadcasting and recording out of Nashville. We were here for it. Record-breaking. Last year in Dallas, they had, it was close to 300,000, just over 300,000 people there. And Nashville doubled that number. Amazing. Like surpassed all predictions. They predicted 375,000 people over the whole weekend, which also included a Jimmy Buffett concert and the Nashville Marathon. All on that Saturday as well, the last day of the draft. And they were predicting about 350, 375,000. And we almost doubled that. And it was insane, but so well controlled. I don't know how Nashville did it, but it won't be the first time or the last time that we see a big event like this come to town. We got a lot of really positive press because of it. A lot of high profile um, broadcasters were tweeting about it, saying this was one of the best run NFL drafts they've ever seen. Yep. Our very own Arby's was there covering the draft for Titans Radio. He was on the General Jackson showboat with Titans ticket holders, season ticket holders, um, with the rest of the Titans Radio team. Arby, what can you tell us about what that experience was like for you? Well, first of all, it was different just because we're on a boat instead of you know some structure that's on land. So there's some connectivity worries there, but once we got connected, got on the air, uh, it was really awesome. There was at least a thousand season ticket members, Titan season ticket members each night. We did Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday night, and they would bring in current and former Titans players to do appearances, take pictures, uh, sign autographs while we were doing our pick by pick coverage. It was a, a lot of fun. And just to know that across the river from us there, because we were parked at the Nissan Stadium side, that there was all of those people on each of those nights. Uh, never seen anything like it. It's bigger and better than I thought it would be, and I thought it would be a monster event. And I agree that down the road in the next five to ten years, it comes back to Nashville, where I thought it was a one-and-done deal going into it. How long did it take you guys to prepare for something like that there i mean you had to be prepared to talk about tons of college athletes well our game day analyst coach dave mcginnis um he and i have been studying for about the last three months we looked at over 200 prospects ourselves um so what we try to do is because it's a league-wide fan event it's not just titan stuff yes we concentrate on titans draft selections but um you know it, the other 31 teams are picking so you got to study up and kind of know what you're talking about when these guys are selected. And some of them are college superstars, and some of them are guys that were, weren't were as big on the radar and, and, you know, some people had never heard of. So you had to be ready for that. But love doing the draft. Love that event. It's the architecture of how a team is built between free agency and that. The cool thing about the draft, not only was the coverage that everyone got to listen to amazing, but Avery and I were both down there. And I think that some people don't realize that it's, it it is an actual event. It's not just watching Roger Goodell up on a stage, making announcements of where all these players are going to be playing next and who's drafting them. But we were each down there on separate days. You were down there on the first day, right? I went down there Thursday night and the draft started at seven o'clock our time with first pick on the clock. 
I got down there at around 6.15. Terrible timing on my part because <laughs> it was slammed. I mean... It had started raining too, right? Yes, it started to sprinkle. And at this time is when we found out that Taylor Swift was up on the top of Acme with Robin Roberts. So that had started. People were on the front stage where they were doing all the picks. We had a house band. No other draft has ever had a house band. But of course, in Nashville, you have to incorporate the music. But it was sardine canned down there but in the best kind of way no fights were breaking out no overly intoxicated people you had college game day to your right you had nfl network to your left every single team was represented i could yell duval to anyone i saw (laughs) and i didn't get weird looks like i usually do from the titans fans but it was the coolest sea of people to experience and that's i mean i've been to cma fest multiple times that's nashville's normally largest event of the year, and it was not even comparable. I ran the half marathon on Saturday, so Friday night I didn't get to go experience the Tim McGraw thing downtown. I went to go watch them make some picks um, on stage um, for the second and third round, but on Saturday, afterwards, after... the half marathon they ended at Nissan Stadium on the other side of the Cumberland River and as we were making our way back over the pedestrian bridge they had a whole NFL experience fan experience where you had kids running the 40 yard dash they had um, Super Bowl rings from past years I mean anything that you can imagine that was all there and then as we were walking back over the pedestrian bridge to Mm -hmm. come back over to Broadway where the main event was taking place they had every single team um, they had a lot of um, jumbotrons that were up yeah, on the pedestrian like bridge. Yeah, there were like many jumbotrons that featured each team, their mm-hmm. mascot, and sometimes they had players going through it, like some of their more well-known players, and it was the photo op to have on the pedestrian bridge. Did you see the story? Uh, this is this one has just been like circulating. My brother actually called me and told me about it, about the bachelorette parties that didn't know that they were in town. Yes. Have you seen the faces of those girls from the news that didn't know that it was going to be this weekend? First world problems was like what I wanted to hashtag. Yes, like Nashville is bachelorette capital of the world. We beat out Vegas, Miami, Cabo, anything like that. They are out and about all the time. But I can only imagine if I was the fiance in that sake and my wife was like we're going to nashville end of april and he's probably like have fun like i know no, nothing dangerous is gonna happen there or let me go with you yeah i promise like i'll keep my distance and i'm gonna go to the draft well that was my question like how did how did her fiance not say like oh cool that's the weekend of the draft or something i don't know how that didn't come up i don't know but he probably thought that he was like catching her in a little game because he now got a whole weekend to not move from the couch and watch draft coverage without his fiance and she got to go be less than excited to not be able to get into bars because half of them were bought out by the NFL for broadcast purposes. Did you partake in uh, the booing of Roger Goodell on Thursday night when you were there? Yeah, (laughs) it's hard to not boo you now for saying his name just because it is such a well-loved tradition. My A bunch of my guy friends back in college, they had a drinking game for the draft and every time Roger Goodell came out, if even one person booed him in the crowd, you took a drink. Which I just think is, you know, you can make a drinking game out of anything, but that's definitely uh, definitely one for the books. So let's um, equip you with uh, the three top first round draft picks. Uh, first overall, Kyler Murray from University of Oklahoma. Quarterback, uh, Arizona Cardinals picked him first. He's a little guy. I mean, he's only 5'10". He does He played baseball his whole life. He thought that was going to be his first choice. He got drafted by the Oakland A's also in the first round, and he gave them a bottom line monetarily, 
And when they didn't reach it, he announced that he would be fully invested in his NFL career. Can you imagine what that's like to be so good at two sports that you're getting drafted by these major leagues? And getting thrown like deepest of pockets of money, but you're like, I can get more playing a better sport. Like the, I mean, he's obviously worked his whole life to this point and it's paying off now, but like Sophie's choice, man. So every year they um, they do what's called the combine, and that's pretty much where football meets speed dating. Essentially, it's kind of <laughs> part track meet, part job interview. Yes, um, it's a week long showcase every February in Indianapolis, where players are measured, they're weighed, they're put through a series of physical tests, things that I would not want to be judged on. No, uh, and interviewed many times, all in front of NFL coaches, general managers, and scouts. Um, and there were a lot of negative comments that came back after Kyler Murray did some of his interviews. They were worried about his leadership skills. Yeah, he's he's definitely a quietly spoken player. But I mean, he led Oklahoma to the playoffs. Like he's what he lacks and maybe verbalization he makes up for on the field. But I do also understand that you want your quarterback to be the backbone of that team. Like they've got to motivate the locker room. They got to motivate the field. Like they're the ones calling the plays, literally. So I understand a little bit of worry there, but clearly the Cardinals weren't too worried. I mean, they drafted a quarterback last year too, and they were just like, nah, we got the next best pick this year. Kyler's on the team. They've now drafted their quarterback pick last year to the Dolphins. Oh, University of Oklahoma must be doing something right. Oh, and what's yes. what's also crazy is that um, both Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray both played at other schools in Texas. Yeah, for their first for year, For their right? freshman year, and then yeah. they both transferred into University of Oklahoma. Well, we'll see what happens this year. Something's in the water. Um, the combine always reminds me of, and it, I'm probably not the only person that feels this way, but it always reminds me of Columbine, the school yes. in Colorado, um, which reminds me, did you see the story about the the girl from Florida? I believe she was 18, a uh, Florida woman, uh, who mm. was obsessed with the Columbine uh, school shooting and flew out to Colorado and like made all these threats to all these schools, but then yeah. ended up like, thank goodness, nothing ever happened to any of the schools. And then she ended up taking her own life. I just... I mean, obviously, a terrible thing to go research and try and look into more information on to maybe execute on your own. But why do you have to be from Florida? I know. They're just giving Any you guys a bad other name. state, like, yeah. let them take this one. Right. And I but, realized that was a very heavy topic to kind of bring into this. But I can, I promise I'll bring it back up. So for a fun little uh, game and activity for everyone, go Google Florida man and your birth date. So... Um, I would do Florida Man July 14th and just see what it crazy tells you, story comes up. One on of my friends did it and it was like Florida Man's pet alligator eats orange. That was all it was. That was the headline and somehow that was a story. But I mean, anything in Florida is a story and that's why we are all over the place. FloridaMan.com, FloridaWoman.com. Those are websites that have all of the headlines. So if you're bored and uh, want to preoccupy yourself at work, you got a new idea. The internet is a wonderful thing. Uh, second pick overall was Nick Bosa from Ohio State. He's a defensive end. He went to the San Francisco 49ers. I love his story. I do too. I mean, yes, all praise to him, but he's not the first one in his family. His brother, Joey, plays for the Chargers. His dad played for the Dolphins. And his uncle also was a first-round pick and to the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Like. You think it's in the water in Oklahoma. It's in the blood in the Bosa. I was just going to say the Bosa's. And um, so some of our um, 104.5 The Zone team had been out and about, got to interview on the red carpet, got mm-hmm. to interview some of the players as they were um, uh, around in uh, 
uh, in the VIP areas. Um, and a lot of people said that Nick Bosa is a funny guy, which I love to hear that they've got like a great personality. Yeah. You know, like, you look at him and he just looks like he would, he looks like he would have a fun, like, I feel like I want to go like have a beer with him. You yeah. Know? Like I love an entertainment aspect of an athlete. Like, Johnny Manza may have taken it one step too far, but that doesn't mean he wasn't fun to be around and he didn't, he could perform on the field. He just had a little too much fun off the field. But I hope that Nick, uh, really delivers. The Ford and I are going to be great this year. He's got his work cut out for him. They had kind of a rough year last year, but based on how his family has performed, we have nothing to worry about with that one. First overall. Kyler Murray, second, Nick Bosa, third overall, Quinnen Williams. Who, he is a defensive tackle from Alabama. Roll Tide. Never Roll thought tide. I'd uh, really say that. It's hard to say. He went to the Jets. His, uh, he's the younger brother of a Jaguars player, Quincy Williams. Are you but, familiar? Yes. Go Jags. <laughs> Jags fan over here. But uh, Quinnen Williams, I have heard incredible things. Yes, on the field, he you play from Alabama, you expect nothing less, but... I've just heard he is the world's largest teddy bear. Like this is a big that's dude. What, yeah, that's what he looked like. Did you yeah. see? Um, I forget which player it was. Came out. Uh, it was in the first round. He came out of uh, of the backstage area when he was called, and he came up and body bumped Roger oh, Goodell. Oh yeah, I did see that picture, and it is just like this probably three hundred and twenty five pound, like six seven tall guy, just squash. Yeah, the like, t- but Goodell's smiling and you rarely get a smile out of that man, especially when you're constantly being booed. I mean, how could you not? Yeah, how can you, I mean, I don't know if it was like a nervous smile because he was getting like bear hugged. Yeah, by like he chicken. had nothing to do. Like he was now going for player. a chest bump and you're about to become an ant. So those are your top three overall uh, first round draft picks that um, are pretty much, uh, they're, they're being talked about a lot. Um, but what we're talking about a lot is Robin Roberts opens the NFL draft with Patrick Mahomes, who is the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback. And then she pulls Taylor Swift to open and make an announcement at the beginning of the NFL draft. Uh, Avery got to meet her earlier that day. Avery, how did this even happen? So let me take you through my day. (laughs) So I woke up at 6.15 a.m. as per usual on a normal work day. You know, got to get my day started. Check my phone to a screenshot from a friend of someone that posted in a group for a different podcast, The Morning Toast, that we listen to, big fans. Big fan of Morning Toast. Yes. And someone in there works for the media in Nashville, and they got tipped off that she would be at the mural that we talked about the other week that I told you You, was going to be for her. I knew it. You called this. I knew it. And I had found out sometime in the last two weeks that ABC and ESPN actually paid the muralist, but the muralist says that she didn't know it was for Taylor. She just had like a few guidelines that she needed to include, aka the cats, the 13 hearts, and kind of like an overall aesthetic. See, and I didn't hear any of that. I don't know how I didn't put two and two together when everyone was speculating that that, that mural that's in the gulch that we, I ran right past during yeah. the half marathon on Saturday, didn't see it. Tons of people stopped to take a picture with it on Saturday. I would have stopped during the marathon to take of, a picture with it. That's for yes, sure. Because of everything that happened on Thursday. But I don't know how I didn't put two and two together that she might be coming back for the biggest thing that's ever happened in Nashville. Yeah. And I mean, it's been 13 years since releasing to McGraw, her debut single. There's a lot going into this album, especially after Reputation, a little bit of a darker vibe. Yeah, um, not my favorite album. I appreciate where she was in her life when she came out with it. 
And I think that her music represents that. Oh, I totally agree. I think that every stage of Taylor is a different Taylor. Yes. Um, my my favorite album by her, if we have to go ahead and rank them really quick, was Fearless. Just because yeah. it came out at a time in my life when I just felt like it's... Like, I feel like she said, Britney, this is for you. I'm writing this <laughs> That's directly how I felt about you. Speak yeah. Now. Like, I think that she is the FBI guy in my phone, so she knows what's going on, and she wrote all the songs about it. So you waited... From I got there at nine. Nine. So we it was rumored that it was originally right at nine o'clock, and then the rumor got stretched out for a nine to twelve. So you have a day job, though. I do. I am currently, <laughs> you know, employed. Um, I had a physical therapy that morning for my shoulder, and I was like, okay, I'm going to swing by around nine, check it out. If there's a small crowd, maybe I'll go ask some questions. So I did. I parked. I went up. There were like maybe 25 people there, plus some news cameras. And I was ah, like, what do you guys know? Have we heard the same rumors? Are you guys toasters in the same Facebook group? <laughs> like, where, like, who all is spreading this information? They were like, yes, they said like nine to 12. And I was like, all right, I'm at the front of the line right now. I'm not moving. Stood my ground for three hours. Three Te- hours. I texted my boss and said, went to PT, now stalking Taylor in the Gulch. I'll check my email from my phone, be an ASAP. And he said, happy stalking. Best response from a boss yes. ever. Like he, he was gets not it. getting me out of there unless it was unless he had Taylor at the office for me because this was my chance. I've gone to every tour. Huge fan. Just love her as a person, as a professional, as a songwriter. Yes, sorry, parents, for making you buy tickets whenever we were younger. No. But, you know, now I'll try to buy on myself. That's an investment. It is. And I invested myself as her fan, and now she rewarded me with a picture and our cheeks touched. Yeah. Have you washed your cheeks since? Nope. Wow, you heard it here first. How <laughs> tall is she in real life? She is uh same height as she is in the pictures, like a five nine, five ten. I see, was wearing heels. Everyone always says that she is so tall when they see her. She looks taller than she is because she's just so lean. So I understand how that makes you look elongated, but she was also wearing heels. I was wearing heels and I'm five seven without heels. So she was probably six foot maybe six one in her heels. Do you feel like she took a lot of time to take pictures with fans yes. afterwards and like chit chat and stuff? Or was she like, um, I wouldn't know, say chit right chat, but she was like a, Hey, um, let's take a picture. Very cordial. But she came in through the back, walked through the entire crowd, took pictures with a mural and talked to the muralist for a while and thanked her and then said something. And she was shooting something with ABC. So they were doing like a promo thing, taking her around Nashville and doing all this stuff for the show that night. And then as soon as she got done taking pictures, she jolted for the crowd and started taking selfies. And what everyone says about her is right. That's positive. And you posted a picture, the picture, yes. the one and only, the one that we are talking about. You posted that on your socials yes. and got tons of retweets and yeah. likes. Didn't Those you just Swifties get- <laughs> build you up. So it is a community. I don't have very many followers on Twitter just because it's not been like my platform that I focus on building up. But I got... 25 no i'm sorry 2900 likes all from swifties they're commenting they're like beautiful you deserve this so much congratulations and i'm like that's like that's like meeting girls in the bathroom yes like like, it's like when you're out at the bar and you meet a girl in the bathroom they are your biggest fans these girls are my biggest fans taylor i'm her biggest fan fan fandom here for it love her every aspect blindly so how do you go back to living a normal life now I don't, knowing that like your life has peaked and it's just all downhill i don't from i here. told the guy that i'm dating that nothing will ever meet this moment including an engagement ring so he's got a oh, very big expectation very what if he involves taylor in the proposal i'm saying yes to her he's done <laughs> i am skipping him going straight to her 
Going for it. Wouldn't say no. So in case you haven't gathered, uh, it was a very, very big week for not only the town and the city of Nashville, but also for Avery. Like, it just was probably yeah. the biggest weekend of her entire People life. People are congratulating me. Like, yeah. they know <laughs> they know that like, I've peaked. Yeah, had an engagement or pregnant. Yeah, as like, if I'm like, uh, I don't think people would congratulate me if I was pregnant. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> like, well, yes, they. I've, I'm sure they would. If I was in that life place, right. yes. But, you know, 26, single, trying, leaving work to stalk a celebrity. Right. Got all the... If you were excited about it, they'd be excited about it. That's true. That's right. true. They feed off your excitement. They knew yeah. I was excited about that. So I mean, what they, are they going to say? Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. That's like, what I would say. <laughs> um, so we decided, We obviously, Taylor has got to be coming out with an album. She released a single on that day. That was the big announcement that she had been working up to. Um, like an hour or something before she showed up, there was a team that put the word me with an exclamation point yes. above the butterfly wings. And and she announced when she was on with Robin Roberts that that's the name of her new song. So Avery and I did some deductive reasoning and mm-hmm. realized and figured out she's probably releasing a new album. Yes. So what we decided, she's done a lot of really amazing collabs over the years with with uh, the likes of John Mayer, Tim McGraw. Boys Like Girls. People, yeah. Um, with uh, Sheeran, Future. Kendrick Lamar. Yes. So we decided how cool it would be to do our own draft of taylor swift collaborations the first draft tsc draft and um rhett brian since he is the closest to the nfl draft from last week we figured he could play our roger goodell hello and welcome to the inaugural 2019 taylor swift collaboration draft the taylor swift collaboration draft is now open team Brittany is now on the clock With the first pick in the 2019 Taylor Swift collaboration draft, Team Britney selects Drake. And here's why. He is my first overall pick. Because a couple years ago, in 2016, they were spotted together. Obviously, they were not dating, um, but they were spotted together. They had taken some pictures together, and everyone was speculating that they were... Um, going to be writing some music together. I think that they have collaborated on some stuff. I don't think they've released it yet. I think she was keeping it for the right time. I think that this is a this is a pop album, but she is notorious for, as we said, collaborating with the likes of Kendrick Lamar, Future. I think she's going to have some kind of hip-hop vibe to this album. I think she's going to bring Drake in for it because Drake is a phenomenal songwriter. Drake's going to go first round overall for me. Team Avery is now on the clock. Team Avery selects. I got to say, I think my first rounder is going to stomp yours, mostly because she is an international superstar. Uh, Her song is the most well-known soundtrack to a film, and she is Celine Dion. Both are incredible performers and household names all over the world, like not just America, Drake, but Celine Dion. I mean, I'll always love Taylor and Celine will always love us. Number one. Team Britney selects Marin Morris. 
Interesting. Marin's new album is phenomenal. She has been on the rise for a few years. She is huge now. I, she's a phenomenal songwriter. I think that Taylor is going to go back to some Nashville roots. She needs to have a power female on there. And I just feel like this is a girl, this is an artist who she has not done a collab with yet. Mm-hmm. But she is, she's, a, she's a power female right now. Yes. For sure. I select Marin Morris as my second round. Team Avery selects... For my second round draft pick, as I touched on in a previous episode, that uh, the mid-2000s music is coming back. So I'm doing not just one collab. Two people are going to be featured on this, similar to the future in Ed Sheeran. First up, Nick Jonas. He could not be hotter right now. He's opening up for her at Wango Tango uh, with the Jonas Brothers since they're back. But then you add in the person with the newest, most talked about haircut because she's bringing it back, Hannah Montana. She's got it back. Billy Ray is the hottest thing right now, too. So uh, his he'll be writing the songs as he did for Hannah. So Hannah and Miley and uh, Taylor were together in the Hannah Montana movie when she sang Crazier. So it just makes perfect sense. Team Britney selects... To continue with my power females, I am going to select Ariana Grande as oh, my. There, why are you booing? Sorry, that? I'm liking your team a little bit more yeah. than mine. No, <laughs> I really think I think that that would be a major collab. I mean, I I think back to the days that Ariana Grande collabed with uh, Nicki Minaj, Jessie J on Bang Bang. Bang Bang into the room. That was a fire bop of a song, and I just feel like this album, from what we've heard so far about me with. Um, Brendan Yuri mm-hmm. from Panic at the Disco. I just feel like it's going to be a very poppy vibe, and Ari just has that diva, big voice. It's the ponytail. Yes, I think that the two of them, I could see them performing together at like the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show, just oh, strutting man. down the runway. Yeah, that's what I see. So I'm I'm selecting Ariana Grande as my third round pick. Team Avery selects. You actually just mentioned my third round pick. As you went with Drake, I think that Taylor has uh, some swag that she may, you know, try and hide, you know, behind the image. She's very pure, very perfect with her angel wings and all. But I think Nicki Minaj is going to bring it out in her. She's going to bring up an even more fire bop because t- what Taylor says so eloquently about the men who have done her wrong, Nicki will not. Nicki will tear them to shreds no matter what the words. Does not care who's listening. This is going to be an explicit song R-rated, kids cannot listen. Nicki Minaj features for Taylor Swift. Team Britney selects. It's funny you should mention that because some people have equated Nicki Minaj and this artist, my fourth round draft pick, to be on the same level. They notoriously got in a big fight involving a shoe. Mm -hmm. I would like to select Cardi B as my fourth round draft pick because I think that Cardi B is also a very... Um, hot artist right now. I think that she is featured on a lot of different songs right now, especially um, with her new album. She's big on collabs. She is huge on uh, performing on other people's albums. I really think that she and Taylor have had some conversations behind closed doors. I think that there have been iPads that have been shipped on airplanes with one person, (laughs) bringing it over to Cardi B saying, hey, what do you think of this song? Taylor Swift playing it for her. And then that same person takes that iPad and brings it right back on the plane and back so that nobody can hear the song. She keeps her stuff very under wraps. That's definitely what Tree Pain does. Yep. Cardi B for fourth round. I'm going to uh, bounce off of your strong, powerful woman vibe. And I do not think 
if there is any woman that would be considered a more a huge powerhouse in the industry compared to Taylor, it would be my fourth round draft pick, Beyonce. Ooh, yes. yes. I almost had her. Yes. Like it would ruin the industry. R and B, pop. There'd obviously be some country vibes because we force it in our own minds to make it sound country. It would take over everything. If Kim Kardashian thinks she broke the internet with that picture of the champagne bottle, this would break the universe if you were to combine the powerhouses of Beyonce and Taylor Swift. Team Brittany selects. Okay, my fifth round draft pick is, we mentioned him earlier, Ryan Tedder from One Republic. Mm -hmm. And this is why. She does a very good job. I have a lot of powerhouse females. I've got a hip-hop vibe. But she does a very good job of hitting all genres of music to collab with people. I really, truly believe they've done some songwriting together. They have new music coming out this year also. Mm -hmm. She has new music coming out this year. I just feel like the stars aligned for them. So my fifth round draft pick, I would like to select Ryan Tedder of One Republic. Team Avery selects. A lot of oftentimes in the draft, you'll find that teams are drafting someone that you have never heard of. Like, didn't even know that they existed, played a sport, that that high school or college team that they're coming from even had an athletic program. And this person might shine some light to that area. But um, the name is DJ Avo. Could not. <laughs> is DJ Avo. Um, it might be another name for myself oh, when I'm no. in the car. Um, You're selecting yourself. Uh, it's all about self-love, and that's what Taylor's new song is about. So oh. obviously our collab is going to be in sync. If you don't like me, or if I don't like me, how do you expect anybody else to like Exactly. Me? Self-love, self-care. No one's going to love you like me. And that's how Taylor should know I feel about her, and I believe she feels the same way. And what better music than two people that love each other? You can mix business and pleasure, and You're this is wrong. the only time. You're not wrong. I, uh, I respect the confidence, and uh, I, I would love to see that collab. Well, stay tuned. <laughs> Album's out July 13th. You heard it here first. It's time for your No Dumb Questions. We've all been there. We're in any kind of conversation. People start dropping names like we're supposed to know what they are using terms. We feel like they're talking in a foreign language. We get lost. Trust us. There is no such thing as a dumb question. Tweet at us. Hashtag no dumb questions. Direct message us. We do not want you to feel that way. We want you to feel comfortable like you can come to us with anything. Whatever you need, we are here to help you understand a little bit better. We will answer your questions for you. This week's no dumb question. It's going to be from Knox. Out of West Nassau, Bahamas. Wow. Yeah. Thanks we've, for listening. We've Mac. gone international these days. Big fan of the show. But obviously a man, which we appreciate because we don't get a lot of questions from men and we're trying to make sure that, you know, when you're listening, it doesn't just have to be a female. But he wants to know why the draft isn't in the same city every year. Like, when we say we don't know if Nashville will ever have it again or why we did so much better than other cities, how did Nashville get it and why? Knox, I'm so glad that you asked, and it's actually ironic that you asked um, after we put on such a great show. There were so many people. You bid on your city being selected to have the NFL draft there, and there were so many people that I... Well, there were so many tweets that I heard about that there were some cities that pulled out after they were either here yeah. witnessing the NFL draft or 
they heard about it and saw all of the crowds and everything. So you, your city bids on having the NFL draft there, and it has a lot to do with can you handle the amount of people that are going to be there. The city has to be right. You have to have the right entertainment that's mm-hmm. there. You know, the- yeah, like there's a whole pizzazz factor that goes with it, and it's announced uh, one to two years in advance. Next year, we already know that it's in Vegas, and I mean, if any town is going to put on a bigger party than Nashville, they'll rival. It, it'll be Vegas. Yeah. So I'm interested to see that. We'll see if it draws the same sort of crowd. Since ours was the first outdoor one, that's why people are saying it was so big because it was so accessible, as opposed to being like at Cowboy Stadium last year or at Radio City Music Hall in New York. So we'll see what Vegas does, but that's it. It's the same as a World Cup, same as the Super Bowl, your city, your state, you bid on it. There's a giant process you go through with state government and the National Football League. They will dwindle it down to see who can offer what in return for getting this. Because it was outside, you'll notice that Roger Goodell was looking very Beyonce-esque with his hair blowing in the wind. Gave me a little bit of a laugh. All right, Avery, I think uh, I think we did it. We had a lot that we had to get to. We couldn't get to everything, obviously, but I think we did it. I, I mean, what we didn't cover this week, we'll cover in two weeks. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast of Step One Learn Sports. New episodes coming every other Thursday. In the meantime, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 104.5 The Zone website for past episodes, and we'll share this on our S1LS podcast uh, Twitter page and the 104.5 The Zone Twitter page. So every time you have it, there's updates on social media and through the apps directly if you subscribe. Thank you to our producer, Rhett Bryan, RBs. Listen every day to all of your sports content, headlines, entertaining personalities on 104.5 The Zone. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah, S1LS Podcast on Twitter. And don't forget to send us your no dumb questions. Hashtag NDQ or no dumb questions. We'll pull them for next time. That's it. Thanks for listening. Thank you, guys.